This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after show entertainment. Buzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Glee After Show. <laughs> Such a good choice. <laughs> yeah, well, we, we forgot just enjoy to prepare a song for the finale episode. <laughs> I know. We always say we're going to do that. I know. We should. We owe it to you. It's the final season. Maybe we'll come back next year and have it all ready to go. <laughs> but as you can tell, this is the final uh, episode of For Glee Season 5. Crazy that we've made it to the season finale. Um, yeah. Episode 20, the untitled Rachel Berry Project. And we now know why it was called the untitled Rachel Berry Project. Um, I'm Stephanie Wanger. Hi everyone, I'm Marissa Serafini. Hi, I'm Roxy Stryer. Happy to be here. I'm happy you're here too, Roxy. Oh, I'm Sarah Mendoza. I'm happy you're here, Muffin. Well, Muffin, thank you. we're all here. I know. It's nice to have the four of us uh, together. I feel like it kind of has been intermittent this season, so it's nice to have everyone back for the finale. I feel like we've been for some strong for a bit. Okay, yeah. yeah we've got some five some action in here. Sweet yeah. tech. Hi, Phil. Engineering. Sweet in the house. <laughs> So let's get into this. Um, I kind of wanted to start tonight with uh, Mercedes and Sam, jump into that relationship. We've all season long seen this kind of pull of them going from zero to 60 is how their relationship started, and they jumped in with how much they loved each other. And tonight was kind of a pullback, I would say, of realizing maybe they needed to focus on themselves. And I actually appreciated that tonight. I thought that it was a weird way to end it, and we'll get into the actual ending in a second. But I thought that um, that's kind of what you do in in college and in your 20s is sometimes you realize you need that me time. And that was kind of, I felt like something that Mercedes, the character we've seen all along in five in five seasons, would do. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. You took the words out of my mouth. I think your 20s is that time where you figure out your life and who you are and where you want to be in life and your career. You figure all that out. And maybe you don't have to be with someone. And maybe it's that that sad realization that, you know what, I should try to do something that will make me happy. Yeah. Well, for them, they're not even in their 20s yet. They're they're super young. They're they're teens. They're, They're in their last teen year. They're 19. And, um, you know, they, they're newly in New York City, and they have a bunch of um, opportunities that are popping up for them, and it's hard in that situation when you're going to be changing so much to be tethered to somebody when you yourself don't even know who you're going to be in a month or two. Yeah. Um, so having said that, though, I thought they had a really cute moment in the beginning of the episode where <laughs> on, they were on the couch, and... Um, Mercedes was saying like that she was going to have to write mine all over the posters and and that Sam was going to be on as a model because she was like staking her claim like that is my man and I thought that was really cute. Yeah, I thought that now that she's going away on the mall tour and he had, you know, his career this budding modeling career, 
I, I kind of got why they might want to go their separate ways, though I have to predict for season six, we've not seen the end of this relationship. I, I feel like there's more to come. No, I think they ended on a good note, too, because we see they, I mean, not to jump too, too far ahead, but you can see they both have that realization that maybe that they have to put things on pause, but not completely, you know, burn those bridges with each other. They have a great friendship, and maybe just sustain that mm-hmm. right now during their careers. Well, uh, Mercedes said something really interesting. She said that, you know, maybe us sticking together is not trusting in our love enough because if they really believe that their love will- Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline will transcend that time apart, then it should be no big deal that they're just taking a little break to, to focus on their own thing. What I found interesting was tonight there was this moment of uh, where Sam had a moment with a photographer. I guess she kissed him, he claimed, and he kissed, kind of kissed back. I, maybe you guys have... Reflex. Reflex, as he said. But <laughs> um, Mercedes was very forgiving on that. What did you think of that? Roxy, I feel like you have something to say and you're just holding it in. Uh, <laughs> um, keep looking at me like that's the case. <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm not looking at anybody like anything. I just am not a fan of this couple together. And so it's hard. There's so many Sam Sadies fans out there. And I am a huge Sam fan. And I'm a huge Mercedes fan. I'm just not a Sam Sadies fan. And he blatantly cheated on her. She was yeah. very forgiving, and she said, that's not cheating. That is cheating. He, <laughs> yeah. he cheated on her. Yeah. So, um, And I'm really not a fan of that. Um, what a weird reaction, right? Right. It was strange. Well, it, was, it was a surprise reaction, but I'm glad that Sam was actually honest and upfront right away about it instead of lying and hiding it. Oh, Because then that would have been a whole different thing, uh, another just maybe a Making crack it even worse. in the relationship. If they didn't trust each other enough to not tell the truth up front, then right. maybe. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that Sam went that route. Listen, I believe that Intelligent. it's possible to be in love with somebody where only you two know that you wh- what it's like. You know, how am I supposed to cast judgment on somebody else's relationship when I'm not living it? Uh, so if they are meant to be, then they will be. And then... Screw me, right? Like, I was wrong. And then they were supposed to be together. But I just feel like they are going to travel down different paths and be really close friends. I say own it, Roxy. You you obviously have a strong viewpoint on it. So. No, I, I think I do own it, you know. Um, a, a lot of people out there agree with me. A lot of people out there disagree with me. And that's absolutely <laughs> fine. That's what makes an after show. That's what makes Glee. They, they are very controversial. It's not my favorite couple. It's a great friendship. I love these characters. And I hope them. I wish them well. Yeah, I feel like the part that bothered me most tonight about the relationship was, for me, I even turned to Sarah and said, like, cheating's a deal-breaker. Yeah. Any any kind of cheating in any relationship is a deal-breaker for me. But to each own, I know a lot of friends of mine and other people who are a lot more forgiving of that. So, How did you feel about Blaine and Kurt, then? Like, um, do you feel like that they should have been done with, or do you ever even think about it anymore? You know, at the time, it really bothered me, and I think if you were to play back the after show uh, when that happened, I would have said that it really bothered me. I feel like they've found a way to make it work in their relationship, and as I just said, it it depends on the relationship, I guess, and the people involved. For me personally, a deal-breaker, so it's hard for me to watch couples forgive as easily as she did. But that being Mm -hmm. said, in the end, it kind of was like, we need to go our separate ways. And I really respected that decision, I guess. I I really uh, disagree with um, Mercedes' reaction, too, as well. Rolled off her back. Yeah. 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 It, It was just as if, you know, he just had a conversation with a woman. Uh-huh. You know, that's what it felt like. She Held said, hands. Right. Oh, he didn't cheat well, on you. No, he cheated on you. Like, he put his mouth on another woman's mouth, and who knows what else that he's not admitting to. I'm not I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying there might be more, but, like, 
She doesn't even. She didn't she even didn't, ask. No, she yeah. didn't even question it. Yeah. She she didn't go. She didn't dig any further. I think the natural instinct would be at least to ask, like, wait, wait what do you mean? You yeah. che- what mm-hmm. do you mean? What did you do? And she didn't do any of that. What did you think of her essentially taking responsibility for her decision to not have sex with him, and thus he should be free? Essentially, is what she was saying. What did you think of that? Uh, I also struggled with that a bit because I think that it was I don't I don't know because I'm not somebody who saved myself till marriage but in my opinion I might have taken it disrespectfully if I was the fact that even if you're in love with somebody you should let them go because of the decision you've made I think it's an honorable one and I think somebody who wants to be with you because of that and will fight for you I don't even want to say in spite of that because it, it's more because of that yeah. Um, I I don't I just think that there were other reasons they shouldn't be together right now, and it wasn't necessarily just because she didn't want to have sex with him. No, right. I, I think it was an honorable choice on her part that like she she made it really clear that she didn't she wanted to save herself for marriage, and she's standing by that, and that you have to respect that in a woman. And but I think she made a great point that she doesn't want to stay in a relationship if someone's going to. Res- eventually down the road might resent her for that. I agree right. with that. And th- and you know what? Then maybe you you are going to have to separate yourself if mm-hmm. there is the potential chance of your relationship going sour because of that. I agree with your points, but then it was weird for her to end the conversation then saying, but yeah. if I change my mind... You'll be the first person I call. Yeah. Like the whole point is that yeah. you're not changing your mind. Right. You're sticking to your guns here. That was a that, weird ending point. I yeah. agree with you. That's what made me kind of say, I don't think it's the end for them, is that that strange point where she was like, well, maybe we will. Something will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I wanted her, again, I agree, to stand strong in what she was saying. Also, I just felt like tonight I wanted them to, I guess, really we've seen them kind of live in this fairy tale of like, we're so in love and this is great for a, for a while now, for the last few episodes. And tonight they finally were getting to that adult point where they were like, we're adults and we have to make these hard decisions. But it felt like that last comment where she says like, oh, well, maybe we can be together if I change my mind, kind of felt like a backslide on all the rest of it. And mm-hmm. that felt like a strange moment right. to me. Like the powerful statement of why they... You know, why they part were of why they were like, splitting was being yeah, like you know, undermined uh, yeah. in in that last statement. It, yeah, it left the door open to me for a potential problem in our sixth and final season. Um, I'm going to be very upset if Mercedes calls Sam up and says, "You know what? I changed my mind. I want to have sex with you now." I think that that will be r- really bad for her character and not a good play. And yeah. I, I don't think that's fair to Sam either because, I, I mean, if Sam and Mercedes were supposed to be together, do you think their love is strong enough for Sam to immediately drop everything and go back to Mercedes if she does make that call saying, hey, I want to be with you again? Yeah. I but, mean, it's... But, oh, but then, ahead. sorry, I was just going to say that in itself is such a weird statement to make to uh, people who are watching the show because... Why does sex have to be the entry point of, or, like, the the sustenance of relationships? To start you know? a relationship. Like, okay. what kind of statement is that? Well, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be. I mean, I think that <laughs> there's a million. I mean, there's relationships like that, but, yeah. I mean, do we want that for a Sam Sadie's? Yeah. No. I mean, I was going to say that there's a million different ways that that kind of relationship can go, and sex can play whatever role in it. I think, again, though, we talk about it on the show a lot, that the role model factor is something that on Glee, you're on a TV show, we're not talking about real people's lives, friends of ours. This is also not Lindsay, you know, we're not watching Lindsay. You know, yeah, not, This right. is not a reality show about somebody, <laughs> like, this is Glee. Right, this is Glee, and they have, you know, they talk about that the actors are role models, so why the characters in some ways are role models as well, and so that's an interesting component of this story as well. Mm-hmm. My favorite parts about the storyline or about these characters and I were the funny little things like um, Sam with his rubber band yeah. and he's flicking it. You know, I think that that's cute and very characteristic. And I, I swear to God, I knew somebody in high school that did this. <laughs> I know. Like, sit in class. And now I'm like, oh, that's why. Yeah, that makes sense. And now. I did appreciate the fact that they stood strong against their friends when they were wanted to be together, that they fought against because I think a lot of times people cave to the peer pressure of 
I was kind of surprised that their both groups were pressuring them to break up, though. It seemed like they right. were so. It, it seemed like a weird flip. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit again fast. I feel like this entire relationship every every week I say, oh, they everything goes very quickly for them. It's it's good, then it's bad. It's it's very fast. But that being said, I did appreciate that they're they're trying to make decisions that aren't just like living in a fairy tale. They're they're trying to show that there's hardships in the decisions. That's what shows strength in a relationship. You yeah. know, if, if you can make this like Kurt and Blaine who have decided to move out or whatever, you know, you have to do what's best for you guys together and individually. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, maybe that's a perfect time to switch on to Blaine, Kurt, and that whole... I thought that that was going to end in such a terrible way. This was another one that was a fast transition. So just to slightly recap here, Blaine had promised Kurt uh, a role in his uh, one-night show or showcase. Right. Mm -hmm. Again, similar to Mercedes finding out about Sam, uh, a little anticlimactic, in my opinion, when when, um, finally... Blaine, after this gorgeous, gorgeous song, it was so beautiful, just blurt, and Kurt's like, all, and Kurt, you know, Kurt's all pissed, and he gets so mad, and then a minute later, we see them, and they're, and he's like, you have a great boyfriend, I love you, and it's okay, basically, um, Mm -hmm. but I, at least this time, it was more fitting, because this relationship has been tested time and time and time again, and it was more realistic to me that they would get to this point quicker, um, so I, I didn't completely mind it, but it, it was very fast. Yeah. I didn't get why when Blaine was still just singing and it was all still very sweet, Kurt did look worried. It's, you know, like, yeah. I, how was he already reading? He's read the script. He's read the script. I appreciated the fact, though, that, I mean, I, they've been a solid unit for a long time, but... I kind of feel like they're getting to the point of being a little bit unbreakable, and I hate to say that because watch season six, it all fall apart, and I'll be very, very sad. Uh, But it's terrible. I know, right? (laughs) I want to like knock on some wood right now. But that being said, um, glass wood, whatever. Um, (laughs) Yeah, um, I I really appreciated the fact that I'm not questioning week to week anymore. Oh, are they going to break up? They seem like they're able to get through these hard times. Mm-hmm. It, this season, we've seen Kurt be injured. Blaine have somebody who was really working against their relationship in a lot of ways, and they fought through it all. And I think that that shows a real maturity in their in that relationship. I think it all... <laughs> yeah. We're I all mean, like, you very yeah. good point. Yeah. 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 Agreed, agreed. And, and also right now, we see them, I mean, for the past few episodes, they, they have their high and low moments, especially when they argue, but they, you know, they make it up like good couples should. And But right now, we see the point where Kurt's like, I don't know if I can trust you. And when you bring up trust in a relationship, that's such a big thing. He was, was so quick to throw that out, though, you know? Yeah, he was. One of and my... that's what I think bothered me. I'm like, all right, it's the finale. Who knows where it's going to go because the writers could change it up on us. But to throw trust in an argument about a relationship, and you know, that could have taken a really bad turn. Right, absolutely. I mean, one of my least, this is a little bit of a side note, but one of my least favorite things that people can do when they're in a relationship, you know, when you walk out and you say, have a nice life. You know, it's just, like, so dramatic, <laughs> dramatic and such yeah. a thing. So, like, saying, like, I can't even trust you. And he's, like, says something. And he's, like, how do I even know if that's true? Or something like, I love you. Yeah. Um, it's a little over, you know, what I would like to see Kurt do uh, in this moment, if he was going to eventually get to the point where he was okay with it, I would have rather him been, like, why did you feel the need to lie to me? I feel incredible incredibly hurt like what happened right. here mm-hmm. as opposed to i can't trust you can't and trust you. like don't say that because this this right now really isn't an issue about trust it was right. it was clearly something else it, it was more the issue of telling a lie and not being truthfully honest with him up front and then dragging him along for how long however long this has been planning on going on mm-hmm. and the bigger issue about them going down the same career path you know and and sometimes somebody's going to be ahead of somebody else Yeah, I mean, you see it in real-life relationships all the time, and I think that, especially in this universe, in the entertainment universe, you have to be supportive of each other, kind of regardless of what's going on in your career, and assume that it's all kind of goes in circles, or, you know, it'll come around, your time will come. 
I think. And that's kind of what I felt like Kurt was getting tonight was like, yes, maybe this is Blaine's moment to shine. I've had a moment in high school. I'll have another. Like, he understood that, like, it's just he needed to let Blaine shine. And my heart just, like, died for the fact that he called <laughs> Kurt up to sing with him uh, against uh, you kind of knew that was right. going to happen, though. Yeah, I was just like, "Oh, it's so sweet." Okay, it it was very it was, it was very sweet. It I, was incredibly disrespectful. Disrespectful. Somebody's yes. putting their butt on the line for you. She says, "I am the I am doing this in the highest and the most um, valuable currency I have, which is my reputation. You cannot do this. I'm I don't think he's as talented as you. I'm putting my butt on the line for you. Yeah, and then for him to do that." And for her to be like, that's okay. It reminded me of when Rachel went and Fanny Bryce cut her hair. Yeah. Um, and it was really a wig, you know? It's like, you cannot get cast in something and do something like that. And that's how I felt about Blaine. I felt like it was, uh, I felt like it was clearly a risky move, but it was, and more so than that, a disrespectful move. And I was shocked to see him pull it. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy where it ended up because, like he says, I, we're not flying alone. We're flying together, you know? But I just never, ever would disrespect somebody who took, who, who bet on me like that. Yeah. I couldn't agree with you more. I thought that it, like, the true romantic in me loved it as, mm-hmm. like, Absolutely. A, a, a moment on television. Like, how great is that? But mm-hmm. in a real-life scenario, absolutely. It's so inappropriate. It's not only <laughs> inappropriate for, like, him to do... It's like... It could ruin her reputation, and it's ruining his reputation. It's it's twofold. It was inappropriate, disrespectful, yeah. and unprofessional. Yeah. Especially yeah. so early on in Blaine's career that she could be the starting point, that catalyst to his amazing career on Broadway. All of her connections and stuff, you blow that. No matter almost. how, in real life, no matter how amazing Kurt was, she would have dropped him. She, oh, would, yeah. she would have dropped him, absolutely. absolutely. But the best thing we got out of this moment, in my opinion, was she looks at him and she says, never make anyone, even me, make you doubt what you're sure of. Which I loved that line. I thought that was so inspirational, and, mm-hmm. and I loved that line. Well, he lucked out that she reacted that way, you know. Oh, because, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought at first she was going to... We're going to see an explosion right. <laughs> like of yeah. anger. You can kind of feel, uh, see her eye twitch like when he, yeah. when he first oh, She was him. not happy, but yeah. throughout yeah. that number, you can see her slowly, gradually progressing. Yeah. She was getting into it. She's like, oh, yeah, this is fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like they, this. They won her over in the end. Right. So. But that's not the usual circumstance. No, usually <laughs> not. But good for them. Proving everybody wrong. I mean, <laughs> uh, that's what you want to do, I guess, is eventually prove everyone wrong and that you can be... Yeah, I don't know. it's just like putting a big middle finger up to the world and saying, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, some people get away with that. Yeah. Not, not most, most people. Most people do. Some people do. I've tried it a few times. <laughs> Didn't work out in my favor. That's such a true struggle, though, to some people. Like, the professional agenda versus, like, your personal life and, like, what it does for your personal life and your love life. Yeah. Of course. It, you know, what always- sacrifice do you make? I mean, it's a real balance that we could have a whole other conversation about uh, that's completely unglee related. Mm-hmm. But that being said, we will be talking about the songs from Glee tonight as well. They're coming up later on in our show. Um, let's talk about, uh, actually, before we talk about that, you should definitely let us know what you're thinking of our show, what you thought of the season finale tonight of Glee. We love hearing from you. You can rate, comment on iTunes or on YouTube and let us know what you're thinking um we read all of it so definitely let us know and when you say we read all of it you mean we we read read all all of it we see what you're saying the good the bad the ugly (laughs) we love you guys anyway (laughs) bleeps through and through yes a hundred percent but tonight we saw rachel making another uh big decision as well uh for to stay on Broadway, and this was another one of those professional, not professional, what do you do situations. Rachel has the starring role on Broadway, had the offer of a show in LA that is based on her life, a la the Untitled 
Rachel Berry project. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so like real LA. I mean, real TV shows. You know that they randomly select Broadway stars and make TV shows. Yeah, of course, of course. Them. Absolutely. I, I have a big question for you guys, um, and it comes from the fact that I was reading our YouTube comments, and a couple people wrote this, and also a couple tweets throughout the week here and there. Some people want to see Rachel Berry at this point fall flat on her face, at least before she can make it to the top. Um, I'm I'm not certain where I lie on the spectrum. I'm not that extreme, but I, I know that she's had quite some good luck so far. Uh, what do you guys think? Do you guys think that she needs to be kicked a little bit, or you're just happy to see her fly? I saw some of those tweets as well, and I felt like... I'm definitely kind of in the same boat as you. I'm not to the point of, I don't want to see her, like, pack up her bags and go back to Ohio. That right. That would mm-hmm. be kind of, I don't think they have enough time, honestly, in season six to have her go back to Ohio and make it back to New York mm-hmm. in any sort of real way. So I think I would just like to see her reprimanded in some way for the, these things that she's doing. That it's Chastised. No, yeah. I mean, we saw we saw we saw Glenn a couple episodes when he put her in his place, rightfully so. And Madame Tippetoe. Yeah, and I feel like she doesn't get enough reprimand and chastising from adults. Someone has to tell her no. It seems like every time she does get reprimanded, she gets rewarded right after. You know, she pushes back hard enough to get her way. Like when Madame Tippetoe says, "Like this is bad," you know, then she's on Broadway, and after she's on Broadway, she goes to do the TV show. She gets um, reprimanded for leaving and being in L.A. and lying about it, and then she gets offered mm-hmm. a TV show about her. You know, like, she's, right. she's just moving up and up and well, up. Well, it's like for every bad thing that she does, somehow it comes back around and she gets something bigger. It's right. like, mm-hmm. I went to L.A. and it was this terrible show, and then I got a, a, my own show. Like, it's just very, yeah. it's not like, oh, I got another audition even. It's right. like uh, this, like, dream thing. That, well, it just seems like she's another example of the character story arcs being very quick. Yeah. You know, like, it's down and up, down and up, as yeah. well as for her. This yeah. industry is small, you know. It, it's big, but it is small, and people talk, and there is just no way you can make three enemies off the bat like that, you know. Like, um, somebody from school, then somebody from theater, then somebody from film, or whatever. To you Blow three things and be in a good spot. There's just no way, like, that that it could happen in my opinion that being said i do ultimately want to see her succeed if by the season finale or the series finale she's not winning i'm gonna be upset but i i feel like i don't know it's it yes she has lost a lot she has as a character she has suffered she has but her career has not really taken any hits and it just seems to me like it's going to come and bite her in the butt a little bit. Well, she's kind of living an unlikely dream. Like, you don't just move out to New York and right away become, like, the lead in a Broadway musical mm-hmm. and then now be offered a pilot TV show based on your on life. You, based on you, based on you. Based on your life. That's a very fast progression. It's very rare. Yeah. Or is, has that even happened to anyone? We don't have I mean, to I think anyone. that most of the time you would think your lucky stars that you got the Broadway part and be focused on that if because that's a big enough you know thing and, to have happen to you. And, and also tonight that she says when she's mm-hmm. talking about the whole pilot, she says, This is my dream job. Is it really? Because we we've seen all mm-hmm. these seasons being Fanny Bryce is your dream job on Broadway. You have oh. it. And this she's new, like I thought it was this but... new thing, I I'm at the point where I don't believe this is your dream job. I, I don't believe it either because the whole five seasons of Glee, it's been about Broadway for her. And and mm-hmm. her mm-hmm. starring performances are always her Broadway performances. Right. I really feel like she's just getting blinded by the stars, the starlight of, you know, Hollywood right now. Well, I have to play devil's advocate for a second because I think the point of that line was to show that life isn't over once you've reached your dream. You know what I mean? You can have new dreams and then another dream. So she thought that was the be-all, end-all, but then there was an even bigger dream. And then you reach that one and there's an even bigger dream, you know? So I, I, I thought that that was the point they were trying to make, but I totally get what you guys are saying because for us... All we've heard about for five seasons is Barbara Streisand, like Fanny Bright, all the, Broadway. gotta get to Broadway, gotta get to New York. Right. And now she's like, ooh, bright lights, like mm-hmm. you're saying. So I know what you guys mean, but I think the overall message was just that 
there are always big dreams, you know, you can keep chasing the next step. And, and I love that as a, a message, because like, I know sometimes I come down hard on the show for having strange messages for mm -hmm. young fans, mm -hmm. and that I think is a great thing, that you can always dream bigger. It just wasn't really displayed like that. You have yeah. to kind of take it and then think about it, write down it, and then yeah. you're like, oh, I get what they can say here. Exactly, and I'm all I'm all about building your career. If you if that's going to make you happy, then go for it. Mm -hmm. If Broadway's not the place, and you've done it, and you're like, hey, maybe I should do something else, then go for it. She's the right. kind of person to do that. But to say the line, this is my dream job, a, it was so, it felt out of character, and we as an audience, we've just been ingrained that Broadway is her thing, not right. TV. I I'm also just wondering if this is a way in season six. I know a lot of our fans have been tweeting me about what's going to happen for season six and where this is going because we know Ryan Murphy has talked about that it's not going to be New York-centric next year. And I'm wondering if it's a way that her show seems very Glee-like. It's about her experiences. So is it something where they're going to have an ability to have a show within a show, essentially? Yeah, I don't know. Or potentially go back to McKinley to her roots and ingrain that into the show. Right. I'm, I'm a little confused also because, almost to contradict what I previously said, she does have this moment with Kurt where she says, you know what, if I go out and I become a star out there, then I can come back and do Broadway and get paid even more. Um, so is money the end game for her? And if she wants to get back to Broadway and she's just trying to get paid more... Mm. Maybe we will end up back in New York. Maybe she doesn't like being on TV. Maybe she wants to perform eight times a week, and she doesn't want it to be about, all right, cut, okay, cut, up, oh, change the angle of your face, you know, because that's what TV is. Maybe mm -hmm. she is looking at it from just the business perspective. She's increasing the value of her stock, so to speak. You know, like if she diversifies her portfolio, then she will be more respected in be more the industry, be more versatile, and yeah. maybe, yes, be paid more. Maybe her dads will start working at NASA. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk you about know. the oh screenwriting goodness. aspect of this tonight? That was, we came out of left field for me, and I think I actually said to Sarah, found the screenwriter, and she was meant to be this, a great job by the actress, but she... Kristen. Yeah, she was so she grating to watch. Yeah, It, it was the exact same character that she played on 30 Rock. Mm -hmm. um, she was on a few episodes of that. She's amazing. It's hysterical. This character is quirky, but not to the sense that you're like... That does not exist. Yeah. Um, I thought she was awesome. She really Super made the offbeat. yeah offbeat. She she really made the episode for me. You know, she was fun, and I, I, every time she was on screen, I was like, oh okay. Like, I, I actually liked it too. It's super awkward, but I like I like awkward, and it's so true that a lot of writers talented writers with that creative knack in their personal mm -hmm. lives are yeah. so yeah, I, out there. I appreciate you know? Quirky for some reason. This character for me was just like, I had the opposite reaction. You smiled really? when she came out and I was kind of like, oh, okay. I think that might be more about the fact that she appeared in the season finale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Maybe if she appeared yeah. earlier in the season, you, you could invest more time in her, but because she's coming the finale, you're like, who is this coming in my finale? And this is not to say, I, I really do think a phenomenal acting job. It's yeah. just one of those things where just like personally, I was just like, oh, I I don't know what to think about this character. And it, it just felt a little bit forced to me. And I wanted something where, not that like you often have to work with a writer to get it right. That felt very real to me. But mm -hmm. just like who would come in and just be like, your dad's working. Like, let's like come up with some other, like a little bit more organic way. And I love that all of her friends were like, what's going on? Yeah, and it's also it's it, the character in general. She is quirky. She is creative. Yeah. And she's maybe because she doesn't have maybe a, a lot of her personal life that she can write it, she can really over-dramatize and exaggerate someone else's life to make it mm -hmm. more interesting. For screen, in writing, it might sound fun, but as characters, as audience that know Rachel Berry and her, we know it's completely against her, and, and, and that's not who she is, so mm -hmm. that's what might have turned us off because we just know that's not true to her character. But right. her quirkiness and stuff made it fun, enjoyable to watch. Yeah, and the absolute best part about her was her relationship with Brittany. 
which just killed me. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I love them together. Under they the table. understood each other. Right. Yeah. I'm glad they had somebody that Brittany could really connect with telepathically. Be- because in the episode. Because it has to be mentioned that the other person Brittany connects with was not on tonight's episode, of course, because yeah. she was filming a Monistat commercial in Idaho. Yeah. A random. Mm-hmm. Or Utah or something. I don't remember yeah. where she was. Iowa. Iowa. Something like that. I was also <laughs> going to say that Brittany. So last week, we have to give props to the promo department at Fox because last week we were all freaking out over the scene with Blaine and Brittany in bed. And what a creative way of getting them in bed together because how was that going to happen? We were like, is it a dream? What What's going on? How does that get to that point? And Fox used it in the best way I, <laughs> you possibly could. I kind of want Kurt to wear that outfit for the entire season six. Yeah. <laughs> just, I want to wear that outfit. He reminded me of Eeyore. Every yeah. time I walked in, I'm like, why bother? <laughs> like, I just thought it was great. And it's so funny. Chris Colfer's Instagram, he posted that a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, why in the world are you wearing mm-hmm. such a random outfit? And then it completely <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. I mean, because if you follow all of these actors on Twitter, they posted about dogs and different things. And throughout the season, we've seen how all these things fit into Glee, and it's hilarious. The puzzle pieces fit together. I mean, Twitter is the best promotional tool, but it really is. Um, That being said, um, should we go into some songs? Yes. All right, so... The first one tonight was Shaking My Head, which is a Glee original sung by Mercedes. What did you guys think? Fun. <laughs> Upbeat. It was fun. Mercedes. I loved yeah. how Britney just rocked it on that. Yeah. Just dancing like crazy. And I was watching with Roxy. I was like, no way did she just have a baby. <laughs> yeah. Her body <laughs> is rocking. She doesn't even look like she had a baby at all. Oh, heck no. Mercedes did a great job with it. Britney was a great dancer. The lyrics were bizarre. The lyrics were really strange, and I was kind of surprised that they let this slide. Something about Diet Coke, and I'm still overweight, or whatever. I was just listening, and I was like, huh? You know what's funny, though? That's so, like, radio hits nowadays, which Mercedes is trying to go for, right, is make her own radio hit. It's often really weird Oh, yeah. random lyrics I'm not like calling that. it unrealistic. Yeah. I just was like, wow, compared to other Glee's other originals, this just was like mm-hmm. underwhelming lyrically. Right. I knew there was an original in tonight's episode. I was actually surprised that it was this, if that yeah. makes sense. And I loved the way Mercedes Amber can sing anything though. I think she can like sing the phone book and it would be amazing. Oh, totally. So, that being said, she did a phenomenal job and it was very fun to watch. I agree, though. It was it was a little bit of a strange choice, or they wrote it, so I can't even say a strange choice, but yeah. a strange mm-hmm. like option, a way for them to go. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had this is a song that I just personally love, John Legend's version of "It's All of Me." So good. I mean, here in the studio, we've been singing this song randomly every single day, and yeah. then to have it shown ugly by like probably the best person who could probably sing the song. Absolutely. Blame. Um, awesome. I, I like drive home every night and put this song on and cry. Like, it's like my go-to. I'm obsessed with it, you know, like, uh, TMI, I know. Um, but I, I just, Call me when you're crying. I just, like, really love this song. So yeah. I, they, they could have sang, it could have been complete crap, and I would have loved it. But on top of the fact that I would have loved anything, the fact that it was Blaine singing it, and he has one of my, if not my very favorite voice on the show. It's so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um I would have appreciated maybe because Kurt did come in um, a little duet moment or some surprise Mm -hmm. at the end. But uh, and even though I don't know how well the song fit in the storyline at that exact second, it was so well done and so simple that I didn't really care. Um, He was so amazing that I didn't really care about the what if could they have whatever. I like it when Glee winds it down like that, and it's really just the piano and the actor's voice. Yeah, I rarely write on my notes for our show 
flawless about a song, and tonight I thought that song was flawless. I agree, placement mu- could have been better, but Beyonce. it was absolutely just everything I could have wanted it to be. And Darren Chris, just him, all, all the numbers we get him with just his voice and his piano skills, it's just, it's always good. Yeah, yeah, it reminded me of a Teenage Dream moment, which is one of my favorite moments on the entire series, so mm-hmm. yeah. it was really great. Yeah. Um, Girls on Film, which is uh, a Duran Duran song, of course, and it's sung by Sam tonight. This one, I <laughs> loved the choreography or the setting of it. was just a lot of fun with, like, kind of the 80s vibe going. And the costumes. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, it was a lot of fun for me. I, I really appreciated it. And but lyrically, it made sense. Lyrically, I agree. It did make sense. Mm-hmm. I I don't know what, like, that's what I'm having issues with. There was something about it that I found a little underwhelming, and I love Chord's voice. Like, I couldn't pinpoint what was underwhelming for me. There was something, though, that I just wanted a little bit more. I just don't happen to love this song, yeah. um, which is it for me. I think they, they all, with this song being picked, they did the absolute best job they could have. Mm-hmm. The voice sounded great. It fit the storyline. Uh, it was fun. It was the costumes. Are, it just was really cool. Um, to me, it's just kind of a eh song. Yeah, yeah. And I I think it did its job in showing that uh, Sam is struggle was struggling in the moment. Oh yeah, with his Absolutely. manly sexual urges and him being in a what he calls dry spell. Yeah, <laughs> but if you're ever going to put this song on Glee, this was totally the time to do it. Yeah, it was the absolute perfect moment for it. I just don't know if I ever would have picked this song for the show. Yeah, yeah, and I think I agree. Like, I thought it was, it does fit the moment, but I just wasn't sure about it as a general song choice, if that makes sense. Uh, but they do, they really tried in tonight's episode, we've talked about earlier on in the season, just having the Broadway hits and how that narrows your audience. And tonight they really did try to go for various types of songs, old, new, Broadway, everything. And I did appreciate that they went for variety tonight. For sure. That being said, our next song, uh, Rachel, I thought, did a phenomenal job with. Uh, Glitter in the Air, which is a pink song. I, I like this version. It's a beautiful song. I forget why she sang it, though. Like, oh, what well, was the re- I, that's I exactly think, what I was just thinking. Yeah. I was thinking, in my head, I'm like, I don't remember even this full. Yeah. No, I think it was good Not because this was when she was trying to convince Mary that this isn't like she didn't like the oh, script yeah. that's not who she is as a person and At then the cafe. We, yeah and then we see her actually just seeing the soul being who she is where she really belongs on stage performing <laughs> a beautiful song with a beautiful voice that's who Rachel is See, to me, if Rachel's going to sing a song, I mean, I guess she's changing, but if she's going to sing a song about who she is, she's going to pick a Barbara song. She's going to, you know, some some huge number. Um, because at her very core, I don't believe her to be the simplest of beings. And this song, yeah, th- this song to me was simple. Again, looking back on it, it really pretty song, sounded awesome, um, it, and it showed Mary a different side of her. Uh, so I think that was worthwhile. But it wasn't, it didn't scream Rachel Berry. And if that's what you're trying to show, then mm-hmm. this didn't accomplish that in my opinion. Right. Yeah. It was more the TV Rachel than the Broadway Rachel. Right, exactly. Which and is she, what she's going for, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe that's season six, Rachel. We don't know yet. Yeah, it'll be maybe. interesting to see. And then we had a Broadway hit. Um, again, the variety. No Time at All. What did you, I, this was a little bit of a hard one for me. I want to hear what everyone thought of this. Uh, I thought that it's very difficult to choose a song for these two voices. I think that um, Blaine and June, they're really cute together. There aren't that many songs that somebody that that dynamic can sing. I thought they did a great job with it. It was cute. I like the little dance moves they do. Um, (laughs) It reminds me of like if I was to dance with my grandpa or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what they were going for. (laughs) Uh, And it's a good song, but I'm in agreement with you that it wasn't my favorite song of the night, but I I didn't hate it. Yeah, I I I love Shirley MacLaine. She and she has an amazing voice and to pair up with Sam, uh, sorry, not Sam. They're with Blaine again. It, I mean, I always enjoy that. And I love their chemistry together because they could have a great working partnership yeah. down the road. I if think... he stops disrespecting her. Exactly. <laughs> but, like, they could really have something. If they keep Shirley McLean on, from, if she keeps being Blaine's mentor, then yes. 
I just thought that it was maybe a, a weird song choice. Maybe that was my right. issue with it. I wanted a different Broadway song. I know that it is hard to choose something for these two voices, and, and that's been written about all week long on in different uh, outlets have been talking about that this is a it's a difficult pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that being said, and, I didn't know that this song totally did them justice. And also, you have to think about June's character. She is. Uh, in the older, or I shouldn't say like old generation, but she she's old fashioned, and she's probably gonna stick to what she knows. Broadway, that's where she comes from. So it it makes sense that they would pick a classical Broadway number for her character. Yeah, which is why can we move to the next song? Because yes. the juxtaposition of this song with the next one was Ooh. such a strange thing. This um, is American Boy. I'm wondering if if she gave. Blaine permission to sing the song, even Sans uh, inviting his boyfriend on stage, you know, or fiance on stage, excuse me. Um, do, do we think that she was in on the selection of this song? No. No. I don't think it so It was either. a complete surprise right. to her character. So, in my opinion, uh, it was a very weird selection uh, when they started. I was like, why is that what they picked? It was really freaking fun. Um, I was bobbing my head along, totally enjoying it. They got everybody involved. I don't know if it's the best showcase of yeah. them, but I had a blast while they did it. It, it was I... a fun song. So, sorry. Um, no, it, um, it was a fun song. The thing is, if you're going to do that and bring your fiancé on stage against your mentor's wishes, it might as well be a song that you can both sh- truly show your vocal talent right. and performance to win her over. This was just a fun song to be like, hey, whatever, I'm going to do what I want. Mm-hmm. And, if, like, kind of make references to my crush. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> And this song all became about Kurt, not Blaine. And then totally. that's, that's what bothered me. But if they were going to do this impromptu duet against her wishes, it better be a song that could really show their true talent. That's actually exactly what I was going to say, Marissa. Like, yep. if you were going to bring him up there, um, this would be the perfect opportunity for you to be like, booyah, my fiancé can perform, and you should have just let him do, do it anyways. And no, this I, is a wicked moment. Like, right. We need that kind of Kurt coming yeah, out. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. and I think that instead of like a a, a, a radio song, it, it also should have been a Broadway song that was a little bit more like... Or like a they classic should, song. They should have had the Rachel Berry moment, you know, together. Uh, yeah, I wanted... The drama. It was fun. I really appreciated that it was... I always like the light, fun numbers, but in this situation, like something with gravitas is what I was looking for. That that big, like, we we own this stage. I felt like mm-hmm. this is a fun one, and everyone can sing along to it and dance, and and that's great. But like that, where you're just like in awe of their voices, and both of them are capable of it. So why not do it? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That, I think we're all in agreement on that one. Yeah. yeah. And then we had the final song of the night, which everybody was in on, and such a fun number. Um, it was by Bastille. The um, is Pompeii. it Pompeii. Pompeii? I was having trouble reading my notes. There. <laughs> Amazing song. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably have listened to the song every other day for the past three weeks. It's, yeah. it's so good. I love big choreography numbers where you get like a ton of people just dancing in the streets, flash mob style. That's always fun for me to watch. And I also noticed that there was like America's Best Dance Crew crews like in the oh, yeah. in there too. That's a fun. Yeah. yeah. This is one that I definitely will download. Um, again, I love this song. Listen to it a lot. Saw Bastille in concert. He's great. His music is great. The song is great. Glee did a great job with it. Really interesting choice that we end on that Rachel bit where she's kind of looking up and she's the last one. It does feel to me like this has become the Untitled Rachel Berry Project. Yeah. As, you know, um, which I don't know how I ultimately feel about, but I, it kind of was her season, you know? The way we started the season and the way... And the development of her, it really was her season. And mm-hmm. that look, when she kind of looks up to the sky for a second, she looks a little sad. And I always, when I see that, I'm like, she's thinking Finn. She's thinking mm-hmm. Corey. Oh, yeah. And yeah. and that always gets to me. And then she smiles and looks back, you know. And then has her direct-to-camera, which was kind of a weird choice. I, yeah. I thought and that was what? interesting, too, how she broke the fourth wall. And she, she looked directly oh. Yeah. directly at the camera at the audience I'm like you, you, it took me out as a as right. a watcher when you break that fourth wall but um, my question is why yeah I think mm-hmm. they wanted to have us feel like we were in on it you know yeah. I think they wanted us to think like 
oh, this is where we're beginning. Like, look, here we are, and let's go. Let's go like, places. Right. I got the feeling of, like, cut, you know, like, yeah. cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it was. Next chapter, or next, we're going to go to the next scene. I, I really like the moment where I see her look up, and I'm thinking about him and the journey she's been on. I didn't happen to like the direct-to-camera. I wish they had cut when she was looking up, but at least I got the moment that I liked. Yeah, um... Before we move on to news and gossip, I did want to talk briefly about the final scene. It will lead us into predictions as well. But that final scene where they're all together and they're talking about that they'll all be back in New York in six months. Yeah. Um, that was a hard one for me to swallow. I know why it's happening. Rachel's going off. Right. And, and everybody's kind of... And uh, we should mention that Sam decides to move back to McKinley or back to Ohio. And he's there and he's looking in the window and I'm yeah. like, he's after Penny the nurse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How great would that be? Yeah. I totally Mar- forgot be about great. her. Marissa, Marissa's like, what? And I'm like, I'm kidding. It's a joke. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. But oh. I, I had a hard time that this was where they all wanted to be. I mean, life moves fast, but it felt really like saying goodbye to their New York chapter and, and moving on. And right. that was that was a strange thing because this is where they all wanted to be. And are we going to have some of the cast there? We know it's not going to be New York-centric, so there's a lot to kind of consider in that moment. Right. We yeah. don't want them to give up on their New York dreams quite yet. It, but some of them aren't giving up. They're just moving forward. Um, I just don't really know many people that move cities like that <laughs> yeah you know like i i i'm shipped everything from the east coast to the west coast i've been here for five years there's no way i could have come here for a few months and then just bailed you know yeah. um i think you go where the opportunity is given to you but i still think a lot of them have opportunity in new york yeah it's an interesting one and i kind of want to see we just got the show new york centric i'm excited mm-hmm. to see don't get me wrong what happens in season six but i'm not done with new york yet i feel like but we can get into that in predictions. Want to do some news and gossip? Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of nervous. Oh, you'll be fine. After Buzz TV News. So let's start with a fun one first. Uh, Jane Lynch talked to HollywoodLife.com uh, this week, and she's talking about that season six is still a mystery to her. She obviously didn't appear in tonight's finale, which I, I missed. Yeah, of course. Or yeah. Will. Will wasn't there. Either. No, we, we had a lot of mm-hmm. missing characters tonight, but... She talked about that they don't have the script yet, so she doesn't know when she'll be in it, but she's excited as we all are to, to see it and to, you know, experience season six. Um, but fear not, fans, because she was at the Fox Upfronts, which are, of course, are uh, for advertisers in New York City this week. Um, and she says, they had me at the upfront, so I'm coming back. If they bring you to upfronts, it's usually a good sign. So <laughs> I appreciate the fact that she's real about yeah, it. Yeah, very blunt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we haven't seen the end of Jane or, you know, Sue, so that's exciting. Yay. And mm-hmm. I mentioned uh, a lot of articles this week about kind of the future of Glee and what's happened this season. And we've seen um, a ratings decline. The New York Daily News talks about that uh, last Tuesday's Glee, so not tonight's uh, finale, but the previous week, t- had 2.1 million viewers, and that's down from the season two premiere, uh, which I believe was the height of the show, with 12.4 million viewers. Wow. So Whoa. that's crazy to think about. We've lost 10 million viewers. 10 million viewers, and um, this season's averaged 8.3. So, like, it's not so bad across the season, but they're seeing, obviously, a steep decline. This was the, for the episode that Kurt wrote? Yeah. I'm kind of surprised mm-hmm. that people didn't just tune in for that one alone just to support, you know, he has such a huge following. Yeah, I was really surprised by that, too. Um, I hope, though, that people get back on board. Well, for final season, you know, it's not like we don't know how many. We have one last season. I hope that everybody, we have 24 episodes. Mm-hmm. I think people will yeah. jump, jump back in. I think people will at least check it out for those beginning episodes and you know it's gotta be something yeah so they've got to come back strong with some solid episodes to keep people hooked yeah and there's gonna be a long wait i don't know i know so we're gonna be all aged i know (laughs) know. (laughs) by the time we're back together so glee will not be back also announced at the upfronts this week till 2015 so it's a good 
you know. Big gap. So much can Little happen in a year. Yeah, I mean, crazy to think about that we won't get another new episode until 2015. That's why it's so strange that when she says we'll all be back here in six months. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so and we know that's not true. Yeah. Is, is that where we're going to see them? Is that where we pick up with that? I don't know. But if you yeah. think about it, a lot of summer series are like that, too. They air in the beginning of summer, but then we won't see them till another year later, to the next summer. So I think Yeah, we've just been like spoiled that. by them. But at yeah. least that, I think what that will mean, then, is they can have their time to get their stuff together, have an amazing season, and have less hiatuses. Mm-hmm. I was going to yeah, say, absolutely. Kevin Riley, also with the Upfronts, who is, of course, the Fox president, uh, talked about that currently the season order is for 22 episodes but he's going to be talking to Ryan Murphy about whether that makes sense or if it's a smaller order what's the best way to tell this story they really want to do a strong final season and I thought they said they were going to add two episodes from this season so it would be 24 right it's currently what they're saying now that runs was 2022 um, or at least according to this 22 um, so it'll be interesting to see um if they decide to do a shorter thing, but he does promise that when they start airing in 2015, they will be back-to-back. There will be no hiatuses, so it will be a straight storyline, which I'm always a huge fan of. I know shows that I watch, like Scandal, they do that where it's (laughs) consistently, and that's an exciting way to tell a story, and hopefully that means that there will be a real arc. We've seen ups and downs this season. We mentioned kind of the roller coaster effect, and so maybe this will allow a bigger storyline. And mm-hmm. also, so many hiatuses, can that can greatly kill your stats on and your viewership, too. If you mm-hmm. don't have a consistent viewing schedule, mm-hmm. a lot of people are going to tune out. Yeah. yeah. And we don't want that, obviously. No, I want them to come back strong. It's the final season. We need them to. I mean, and really tell a story that we're all really excited about. I, I think that we have a lot of viewers. People tweet at me who have watched for five seasons, and they want this right. hand strong. So I, I think we're all on the same boat on that. Well, that, mm-hmm. on the upside, having that big of a gap, yeah, there is a risk, mm-hmm. but you, you can you really have an opportunity there to get it right and really make sure that those up episodes end up solid and then plan for the good marketing push yeah. for before the premiere episode when it starts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, hopefully that you're going to yeah, do a publicity blitz on that cuz that's I think that's important to know. Okay, we're going to air Tuesdays at let's let everybody watch and watch it live, which I know is a big push that a lot of networks are are doing right now mm-hmm. is not to watch it three days later but to watch it when it's on so and i think Mm -hmm. glee is best that way when it's appointment tv but that being said everything's changing in that front as well so (laughs) watch when you can (laughs) uh so want to do some predictions yeah um and now Right before we get to predictions, I just want to make sure I remember to mention that the people keeping our lights on here are executive producers who are so amazing. Kevin and Maria, if you guys do not know this yet, you should. They have a show on Oxygen called Chasing Maria Menounos. It airs on Tuesdays. It usually airs at 10 o'clock, but we have now moved it for the finale next week to 10.30 Eastern, 9.30 Central. So make sure you check that out Tuesday on Oxygen. Be there, Chasing Maria Menounos, 10.30. Such a great show. Yes, it's awesome. It was amazing. Uh, tonight's episode, literally, I was sobbing in the corner. I can't even believe that. I like. I was like, how am I going to do Glee after this? I'm like, wiping my tears. Um, it was really incredible. So I it, need to watch yeah, it. Yeah, it was. You, you guys got to go home and watch it. It was amazing. And we have only one episode left, which really bums me out. Season two, fingers crossed. Um, but, yeah, anyway, now we can get to predictions. Great. So, um, predictions. I think that this is... I'm hoping that they come up with some unique way of, I know it's not New York-centric anymore. We, we know that. We know it's going to be central around something with Rachel considering this move to L.A., making the move to L.A. I don't think we're going to have an L.A.-centric show. I can't imagine that's where Glee is going. I don't know. You think? You think that's... I'm thinking it, it is a possibility. I think, yeah, for possibility and just production-wise, we know they film here in L.A. It would make sense for production and budget if the storyline took place in LA it might save them stuff like that but also knowing just like the reality and of the industry it's going to be hard to see if Rachel's pilot untitled project is actually going to get picked up yes she's going to film the pilot but that doesn't necessarily mean that it's concrete project that's going to keep her career going it couldn't get 
maybe it doesn't get picked up by a is network. Is that where her career falters? Is that the... Uh, that, yeah. I think that's where she, she's going to have some ups and downs in her life, and she needs to know how the industry really works. And then I think if that doesn't pan out, she's going to work on several projects here and there. Yeah, I I think that that may be the, the thing that doesn't go perfectly for her, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Perhaps, but let's just play along for a second and pretend that it does become L.A.-centric, okay? So then we have Mercedes out there doing her music stuff. We have Rachel out there doing her TV stuff. We have Santana out there doing PR stuff, yeah. um, if if she's coming back. Or which, commercial or, stuff. Or commercial stuff, whatever that mm-hmm. is. Um, could we see Artie, Kurt, Blaine, Sam? Like, how could we get them there? Any thoughts? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Artie's a film major. I mean, hello, Hollywood. Right. Um, Sam's a model. I mean, there are a lot of modeling careers out here, too. And But he, we did see Sam kind of maybe put his modeling career on a back burner. Yeah. Who knows? But I, there are so many opportunities out here in L.A. as well. But, I mean, sure, we could write it, they could write it that way, but for me, I hope they don't do that because it just seems so weird to, like, trans- first transplant everyone to New York and then transplant everybody <laughs> to so L.A. I'm surprised they're leaving New York. They did such a good job of getting everybody there that right. it's, it seems yeah. weird that we're leaving, um, which it's kind of bummed yeah. me out. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to, the next question I was going to ask was, what do we think about the new, new directions? Are we going to see them again? Well, that's what I, I, it's not really a prediction, but I hope that Sam, now being back in Ohio at, like, where McKinley is at, maybe he could be the champion for the Glee Club along with Will, um, and they could somehow revive that and we'll get our new, new directions back for the last season. I love that Mm -hmm. as idea, and I totally had a left of, like left field idea, I guess you could say, that uh, Rachel will go and do another disrespectful move, as we were talking about earlier, and <laughs> hire some of her friends to be in this show about her life because she has, you know, actor friends and people who want to be in the performing arts. So if, if it's a Glee Perfect World, could she hire some of her friends and that's how they get out to L.A.? Like the, I the wish, new, new yeah. <laughs> and also like then how do I become her friend? Yeah. <laughs> the the new new directions to come out to no, like or like just, Blaine just or and Kurt them. and and people mm-hmm. that she you know ha- knows and loves could yeah. could they be on this show within a show and then the Glee becomes about that and but, how yeah. they the behind the scenes of that and the yeah ups and downs of of that making a show. Mm, we got high maybe. hopes. We, we do, and we, we have, have lots of good ideas, but I'm sure that the writers of Glee have amazing ideas, and they've been thinking about this. Equal, if not better. <laughs> yeah, you know, come find us. <laughs> but uh, I'm really excited to see what happens in season six, and thank you, girls, and Phil and everyone all season long for yeah. hanging out with us. We're like, yeah. I want to like draw this out because I can't believe I it's know. I know. What Another else season. can we talk about? <laughs> I know, it's amazing. But um, you can find us on Twitter anytime until 2015 and longer. Um, I'm at Stephanie Wanger. I'm at Seraphine TV. You can find me everywhere at Roxy Stryer. You can find me at Sarah with an H, Mendoza. See you for season six. Ah! Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later, Gleeks! The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.